Hey guys, welcome to this episode of Connect with DP City. As always, this is your host, Kyle Headley, and I am in here with the beautiful Sharissa Headley and our church secretary, Miss Alexis Hernandez. Hello. It has been a while since we've been in this room, a couple weeks now. Busy, busy couple weeks for all of us, yeah. I think. Summer, we have not had a summer vacation in it's, this room. It's funny because Alexis <laughs> just mentioned a little bit ago how we were kind of like, happy in one sense but like scared because we're looking at our august calendar and we're like man yep there's like nothing like this is crazy like there was stuff but it was just like repetitive sunday well, we have edge. our youth takeover that's pretty big no that's that was the only September. thing we had when we were last yeah. looking at it and oh. then all of a sudden last week every week has just something like bombed yeah. yeah and then They're we have our things. final preparations for a blaze we have mm-hmm. to finish up before september so yeah, and school. Your kids go back on like the second. Oh no, because they're at River the Springs. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, yeah. So same week as Kina, yeah. When 21st? is that? The, the day after DP goes back. The twenty first. San Jacinto yes. Unified goes back on the third. DPCSKids.com. That's right. Your shameless plug. Two teachers in this room. <laughs> yeah, San Jacinto Unified School District actually goes back on the third. So this upcoming week mm-hmm. is their last week of school or of summer break. Or actually, this week is their last this week. This is break. the last They go back week. next week. Yeah. They go back on Wednesday. And it's not even a full week. So if you have not prepared your kids. Good luck. Uh, see, we normally do a two-week. Um, between two weeks and, yeah, no, it's it's definitely a two weeks. Like prep into the school year where we start cutting mm. down. Like, okay, nope, you guys, you can still play video games. You can still, you know, have <laughs> fun and all that good stuff. But um, you have to start going to sleep early you have to make sure you eat you prep mm-hmm. your stuff like we want to get them get into the group ready. and even more so we'll probably have to do that this year just because everything that like everyone has to be out the door 100 percent. yeah we have one car two jobs two kids in school so actually like, it'll be bang, a little bang, bit bang, less because we won't have to drop off Kalea over there well unfortunately dpcs doesn't let kids on campus before 7 30 so She's going to have to wait in the parking lot while we go on campus. (laughs) You're mean. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, my daughter's calling me. Yeah, answer it. Okay. Hey, you're on the Connect with DP City podcast. How can I help you? Hello? Yes? It's the extra echo. Sorry. What happened? (laughs) And we're back. Sorry for that edit. It's all good. No problem. <laughs> no, I had to answer a phone call from my daughter. So what were we talking about? School, going back to school. Prepping them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, prepping mm-hmm. our kids for school. Um, so just recently we had our testimony night, and I always mess this up. For some reason, I always say Alexis was Mormon, but she wasn't. Me too. <laughs> she was Jehovah Witness. And I don't even say she was Jehovah Witness. I just say she was born into a Jehovah Witness mm-hmm. family. And um, she shared a little bit of her testimony, and we would just like to give her the platform to kind of go in depth of um, her childhood and, and part of her testimony and where she came from. So, Alexis, take the wheel. Ooh, well, there's many layers to it all. But, yeah, Jehovah's Witness was a big chunk of it it's simply because I was brought up in that from age 2 to about 12 when we stopped attending. And, yeah, there was just... At first, it didn't seem like there was a lot of stuff that was wrong or just different simply because that's all I I knew. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until I was about 18, 
17, 18, where I started to realize, oh, this wasn't that normal. This mm-hmm. wasn't right. So it was unlearning. And only up until a few weeks ago, I'd forgotten a lot of it. And God just brought it all back to me overnight. It was nuts. <laughs> that was a crazy night. <laughs> so what's the furthest back memory that you remember of, like, actual practice within? Uh, you know, I'm going to say about four years old. And that was just walking up and down the streets with them, with everybody as a group and going door to door. I remember if people didn't answer the door, when I specifically would knock, and I've been knocking since I was four, there was no age limit. And I would leave the tract in the door and I'd be so excited. I'd be like, I hope they don't answer so I get a chance to leave it. Because Aww. if they do answer, someone else is going to talk because I was still too young to talk. Mm. Yeah. So were kids allowed to talk like at all to like adults or? I want to say yes, but it depended on where they were at, like how much they could actually answer and say. Mm. I know I remember kids being allowed to like give the introduction, but they wouldn't take over the conversation. So Mm. why do they go door to door if, according to their beliefs, only 144,000 make it to heaven? Why are they still recruiting? They must have already had 144,000. So they did hit that number officially a few years back from what I remember. But from that point, it's like, okay, well, what's going to keep people doing this? So I don't know. They they, they did something with the numbers with they it like to where they're it. still doing it. Yeah. But it's more of like, a, um, oh, I remember. So the 144,000 that go up to reign in heaven, everybody else will just kind of fall into like a, a soulless sleep when they're dead and when Armageddon comes then those people get to go to paradise I didn't even get to bring that up that night that's very interesting Mm -hmm. so how old were you when you had your first birthday party so I did have a first birthday party I don't remember that (laughs) but I was 15 it was just a small family barbecue so it was just my immediate family and I think a couple of aunts and that's it so I got to, in a way, have my quince, but it was just like a little, the little quince figurine on top of a, like a trifle cake that my mom made. And that was just, we just did carne asada and that was it. Mm. But it was my 18th birthday slash graduation that got to be my first official birthday party. Wow. Because my graduation and birthday fell the exact same week. So it was primarily my graduation, and Mm -hmm. my mom snuck in my birthday under that. And did you say your grandma was the one who would, like, want to try to find a way to give you, like, Christmas gifts and stuff (laughs) like that? So it was both my grandmas, actually, but my grandma on my mom's side, my grandma Margie, she's the one who really just went as much as she possibly could for for me and my brother. And, yeah, she would put our Christmas presents in, like, a giant hefty trash bag because she couldn't find anything that wasn't... Christmassy, mm-hmm. or she tried to find the most non-Christmassy wrapping paper and stuff for us. So, so for those who don't know or don't understand, can you give like a quick synopsis of what a Jehovah Witness is and like what they believe, that type mm-hmm. of thing? So they don't do holidays and birthdays simply because they're all pagan and birthday specifically because it's like a self-worship everybody's giving you the attention rather than giving God attention. So that's why they don't have any of those. And then I think there was other things with the with the holidays where something really bad would happen with each one biblically. Like 
okay, like birthdays, for example, it was, um, I don't remember her name off the top of my head right now, but the lady that demanded John the Baptist head as a birthday present for her daughter. Oh, Bible trivia right That's now. That's trifling right there. I don't remember exactly, <laughs> but I remember that specific incident in the Bible being the reason, well, not be, being the excuse why we wouldn't How do can birthdays. you demand a person as a birthday present? That's messed up. Well, it was just the head. It was a body part. <laughs> it's oh. like a figurine, babe. Yeah. It was like a pop. Yeah. <laughs> it was a they, pop. The she, just wanted a, she, just wanted a, she just wanted a John the Baptist pop. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I don't remember what her name Herodis. was, though. It says, in order to kill the prophet, Jealous Herodis bade her daughter, uh, mm-hmm. Salome, to dance for King Herod. Am I reading the right one? Yeah. The king was entranced yeah. by her dance. He offered to grant the girl any wish she, at her, at her at request. The request of Did her we just mother, confirm genies in the Bible? She asked the head of the Baptist <laughs> to be, de- Did you be hear me? served on the platter. No. We confirmed genies in the Bible? Genies? Oh my goodness, he granted a wish. He Robin, did. Robin Williams. R.I.P. I almost sang the song, but I just forgot it. I was going to sing You Got a Friend in Me, but that's not it. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> What's the genie song from? You never had a friend like yeah. me. <laughs> so, Jealous Herodis, that's just like a type of person, right? That's not the name. I don't remember the name, but it was the daughter's mother. Yeah. So, I have finally debunked the Catholic religion. Seriously. Why do they always call her the Virgin Mary when she had kids after Jesus? Mm-hmm. She, can't, she ain't still the virgin. Yep. You're, you're only a virgin up to a certain point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's weird. I'm like on a... You know, it's funny, the one movie that... Because that's not something a lot of people think about was that she wasn't a virgin her whole life. Mm-hmm. Jesus had brothers and sisters. Or was it just brothers? I don't remember. But... Brothers, <laughs> but I'm not positive. Was the movie Dogma. Never heard of that. It was with um, the same people that did uh, Clerks and Clerks 2 and Mall I've Rats. I've seen Clerks. I've seen Mall Rats. I don't think I've seen Clerks too. I've seen Coneheads. Do- Dogma is very. <laughs> oh yeah, Coneheads. I've seen Bill and Naughty movie. Blasphemy. <laughs> I've seen Bill Ted's Excellent Adventure. I love Bill and Ted. Yeah, me too. Keanu Reeves for life. It's a weird, weird movie. Like if if you think about it, like if you mm-hmm. rewatch that, you're just like, what was that? People. You know what else is a really, really good weird that. movie? Hmm. Tenacious D and the Pick of Destiny. Tanak. Yeah, I know better. They play a good. They they <laughs> they play a battle of the bands against the devil. Yeah, <laughs> it was interesting. It's Jack Black at his best. I'll tell you that. Oh, it's because it's Jack Black that you like it then. Jack Black is sense. the only person in the world that doesn't need an excuse for anything he's doing, and mm-hmm. you're absolutely going to be okay with it. You could literally get abducted by aliens and be on an operating table and be like, what is going on? And Jack Black would walk out in a in a bathing suit and a rubber ducky on his head, and you, you would not question it. You'd be like, okay, that makes sense. Stop. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. This guy. He's such a wild card. It's awesome. I love Jack Black. School of Rock is all-time favorite Oh, my gosh. Movie. The boys love School of Rock. It's so good. It's just like an inspirational <laughs> tale. It's funny. I love when Megan Cosgrove, Cosgrove does the cats when, when he's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's like, How many of you guys sing? And she's like, I sing. And then she starts doing the cats performance. He's like, Okay, I yeah. didn't mean like that necessarily. <laughs> I love School of Rock. Nickelodeon tried to reboot it. Um, 
a few years ago as a TV show, and Jack Black was the mm. executive producer, and he hired like this twenty year old guy that kind of looks like him, and he did a good job. I just don't think huh. people were buying into it as School of Rock because it wasn't Jack Black. Ah, that movie's just good on its own. Yeah, it's so good. They're talking about doing a reunion, but the drummer Freddie actually died a few years back of an <gasps> overdose. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so they're talking about doing a like a some sort of sequel. I'd love. I for yeah. one love all the '90s and '80s movie sequels that are coming out, and like, I don't know, just letting you experience your childhood with like they've grown up and you've grown <laughs> up. I haven't started the iCarly yet, but I will watch the iCarly series. I will not be partaking in that. <laughs> it looks so good. And Freddie and iCarly. See, I was never into iCarly. I actually kind of hated that type of humor altogether. I still kind of hate that type of humor. You know what I would really be excited for them to bring back in regards to like those type of shows is Good Luck Charlie. See, that's a good one. Did I you ever didn't watch Good Luck Charlie? Every episode, but I didn't have cable or nothing growing up, so. So Good Luck Charlie was closer was to our like, adult. Yeah. Like we were, oh. we were probably like sixteen, seventeen, eighteen when it ran. Um, but basically, it's like a older sister who has two younger brothers and then a baby sister, mm-hmm. and the whole every episode she writes like a diary journal about like whatever happened in that episode to her. And it's like Good Luck Charlie, like, like giving her sisterly advice, like about yeah. life and stuff like that. So it's really good, though. It's one of my favorite Disney Channel. Like, it was very wholesome. I feel like we were already older by then. When it finished, we were probably... No, definitely that. But I feel like it came out when Sierra was little. Yeah, baby. Sierra was born... You were 13, so she would have been three. I was 14, 15, sir. I'll tell you the exact date right now. You can. Good luck, Charlie, is... Um, great Disney Channel show and I would be all aboard. The other one that I really would be on board is Ned's Declassified School Survivor Guide. Um, that was really good. So the first season was in 2010. So it ran and it ran for See? four years. So Again. I would have been 17 and you would have been 18. You didn't graduate. You weren't 2010 you were already. I was 17 when I graduated Ben. Yeah but you were already what yeah. month? Um, February. I was twenty. Oh, I didn't realize you were older than us. I thought you were our same <laughs> age. I mean, uh, kind of. Thirty-three. Yeah, I mean, you you still you're still a nineties baby, just oh, like yeah. us, big time. Have you seen the commercials for the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle? No, I've only heard oh it. Oh my gosh! While it looks the kids are so watching good. it, <laughs> it looks so good. They did a really good job with the voice actors. Mm-hmm. So, do the Jehovah Witnesses have the same Bible as us, or their no. own Bible? It's a new new world translation. And you know what? Honestly, I can't remember much scripture-wise simply because a lot of it is similar to what we would read. But there's certain um, scriptures where the wording is completely changed or it's just a completely different verse. Mm. So, like, if you go by with... Um, say, the New Living Translation and the New World Translation, you turn it page by page or verse by verse, there's going to be a lot of similarities. But they're going to change, like, anything that would say, like, the Son of God, except in Revelation, um, because they don't believe that he's Jesus, the Son of God. They believe he's uh, Michael, the, the archangel. I forget where in the Bible it actually says that in the New World Translation. But, yeah, there's just there's little differences all throughout. So it 
and based on the connotation that you're reading it, it's a, it's a completely different Bible. So that's kind of funny that you mentioned that because I know like the Muslims and and those people actually do believe in Jesus, mm-hmm. but they don't believe he was the Son of God. They just believe he was a prophet. Mm-hmm. So like they put Allah and like all those people on the same plane as yeah. Jesus, and so it's not like they discount. Jesus's ministry. Mm-hmm. It's just that they don't believe he was actually a son of God. They just believe that he was a prophet that walked the mm-hmm. earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or that he, they don't believe he was the savior. Yeah. Well, that's, think, right? that's the son is the savior. Yeah. Well, so I mean, they, some people they just believe, believe that he's the son of God, but they don't believe he's the savior, which is weird. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Those people are weird. They need Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In the son of God sense, not the prophet sense. Yeah. All of it. They need all of Jesus. <laughs> but it's funny because, like, because of that alone right there, they break off that he's not the son of God. That automatically cancels out the Trinity as well. Mm. It's like one of those, you, you don't have one without the other. So, yeah. So when you were growing up, did you, like, because obviously, like, there's a difference between when you're born into something and it's just that's what you know. Mm-hmm. Were you, were you, like, actually your feelings, you were... A Jehovah Witness and like you actually believed in what it was or do you feel like it was more of um, that's what you're born into and you went alongside of it uh, both because I tried to follow you know my parents are telling me you know that this is what this is what's real this is what we are this is what we believe so this is what you're gonna believe and me without questioning it I just followed it I, that was mm-hmm. a kid kids are gonna follow and along with what their parents say so I tried to be obedient in that and I remember I'd, I'd try to read. I didn't understand what I was reading, but I tried. Um, I remember I would have my own Watchtower magazine that I would read. I brought that up, too, during the testimony night, was that for the, for the most part, Jehovah's Witnesses don't study their Bible. They study the Watchtower magazine, which is made up from the the Watchtower Society or organization. They create it, and that's what you're reading. So you're reading something man-made versus the Word of God. Mm-hmm. And in that same Watchtower magazine at the bottom, like what we would have, like the, the footnotes area, mm-hmm. that's where all the questions are that you will be asked at your Watchtower study when everyone gathers together. And those answers to those questions are throughout whatever chapter you're reading, and you would repeat it word by word. Kind of like a catechism, except it's not a belief. It's just, what's the question in here? And go find your answer. Wow. And if you deviated from that verbiage that's already written in there, mm-hmm. your answer was wrong, and they'd move on to the next person who would actually repeat it word for word. So did you ever find, or maybe have a friend or something, of someone who didn't have a good memory? Because it sounds like with the Jehovah Witness you had to have a really good memory in order to be able to recite or to respond in the way that they would want. Mm-hmm. So did you ever have someone who like maybe struggled in that and did they were they mm-hmm. seen as the same or like maybe lesser yeah. because they couldn't I can't really answer that simply because I didn't really have many friends growing up. Jehovah's Witnesses they kept their kids very close knit and they're only gonna be hanging out with other Jehovah's Witness kids mm-hmm. and that was really it. But we didn't do that period I don't know if it was just my parents being protective of us um you know because you never know who's a weirdo out in the world Mm -hmm. but we always stayed home um at school I had two friends but we never talked about any of that stuff we were just being kids yeah so I really don't know all I know is that from my brother's 
point because he and I were only a year and a half apart. He's younger. His memory of it all is a lot different from mine because he got the hard end of it all. I just followed and obeyed. He was more the one that was going to question things. Mm. So he got more of the bad side of it, I guess. Do you think he questioned it just because he didn't understand and he wanted that actual confirmation or he questioned it because he wanted to be I think he just didn't really want to do it, period, from the start because if I was two, he was actually born into it. I was brought in at two. So he... um, it was just more battles of like the rules of like you have to be dressed nice, you have to wear a tie, your hair has to be combed perfectly, nothing can be out of place. And him being a boy, he didn't want to do that. So, um, I yeah, think that's just where lie. it started off really bad. For I'm him. sure a lot of kids are probably like, "This sucks. Mm-hmm. Like, I w- I do not want to do this. This sucks." Yeah, it kind of reminds me of that book, um, not Hunger Games, the other one. Maze Runner? No, 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 the other one. Same same time frame. Mm. Uh, the one with four. Divergent. Divergent. That's like very like it's that's what it's reminding me of. The the premises. It's like after after like a huge World War Three or something like that type of event mm-hmm. in the world. And then it's like these group of people that are within like a certain area and um, everyone gets put into a different uh, like category, if you will. And any anyone who doesn't like completely keep themselves um, prim and proper, you're, mm. you can only look into a mirror for like a quick second. Otherwise, you're considered being vain, vain altogether. Yeah. And you're supposed to like only after you get placed into whatever community you're going to be in, you're supposed to only associate within that community unless you reach a certain level of power where. <laughs> other people of power can associate with each other so you you disassemble from your family like completely so like Mm. if i forgot unless you get put in the same culture yeah if you get put in the same category yeah because as a teen or as a kid you get raised into whatever category you are of society and then when you hit like a certain age i think it's 18 you take like a personality test, an athletic test, like all these things. Mm. And when you take it, it says like, okay, yeah, you were raised in this one, but you would probably fit better with this one, like over here. So we're going to place you over there. And when you get placed <laughs> over there, you get separated from your family. All right. It's really good. They have the a movie. sorting hat deal. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't watch the movie. The first one is good. The first movie is good. After yeah. that, you don't need to watch anymore. But, but honestly, the first movie will help books, you understand the process. Even the books, the first two books are probably the best. And then after that, it kind of like, it's one of those ones that, in my opinion, doesn't do the storyline just like in its ending. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of just like falls apart. But the beginning is like really good. If you can even just tell your mind like, like okay, this actually only goes two books. There's nothing else <laughs> happens. The world ends after the second book type of thing. It's really good. She read it out loud to me and I enjoyed it. And yeah, divergent, insurgent, and uh, advergent, I think. Uh, allegiant. Or allegiant, yeah. I'm trying to find out what the the classes are. I can't remember. I think they're actually coming out with a um, a short series of it instead of the movie. They're going to do like where each book is 10 episodes. Oh, <laughs> those are always fun. Like Mando and or similar mm-hmm. to Mando. See, I feel like the Divergent series would have been a good 
a short series yeah, or like what just movies do. all together. And well, no, I know you said that, but I'm saying instead of them recreating it as a movie, mm-hmm. just going that route all together, it would have. They probably would have done. Also, a lot that better. actress, she's really annoying. What yeah. I like the. Her. I don't know if you ever watched Secret Life of American Teenager. No. But the main girl from that is the main girl from Divergent. She's, she's in quite a bit of different things. That's a... I don't know. So, um, I ha- like I said, I have to wonder it, why so many kids stick in Jehovah Witnesses. Because I know me as a kid, I probably would have got di- excommunicadoed <laughs> at some point. Yeah, I think in the end they just kind of leave on their own. And based on if they were baptized or not, would be how easy it would be for them to do that. Because like me, I technically, I think, I don't think I was ever actually entered into their database simply because I was never baptized as Jehovah's Witness. Uh, Once you are baptized, they fully will take all any information they can of you. They already have it. But then they'll actually enter as like, okay, no, now you are a member. Your baptism is your initiation. Amen. Yeah, uh huh. Hmm. It's very it. cultish. Sounding very. It is. They're more, act, more they like are a divergent. textbook cult. I'm just saying. It it really is. So, I never did that. My parents obviously did though. Mm-hmm. Um, and now nobody in your family practices. I don't think they do. No, because it was because on my dad's side of the family. Everybody was Catholic. So my dad was the one who went Jehovah's Witness. On my mother's side, they were more like agnostic or a non-practicing Christian. So, so what it was do you really th- just us. What do you think it was that like attracted your dad? Because I know you said like someone came to the door and mm-hmm. then they kind of just like started following with it. But what do you think actually? I don't know. I think, honestly, it could just be the fact that my dad happened to answer the door. My dad, my dad's a talker. He's one he will randomly, like you could sit at a bus. He'll be sitting at a bus stop, say for example. Someone can sit down next to him, and he will strike up a conversation like nothing. Mm. So I think that's really just how it was. And he didn't hear nothing bad that he didn't like, and just said, "Hey, let's try this out." Mm. And then my mom, being her, you know, a dutiful wife, she followed in what he said. So. It was, it was you have an older sister too, right? No, younger. I'm the oldest. Oh, that's right. She's 21, I think. 20 or 21. Yeah, there was like a 12 year gap between us. Something like that. Okay, so she never actually. No. By the time she was born, we were already kind of phasing out. I, like, I remember sitting in, sitting in the Kingdom Hall. That's what they call churches. They don't call them churches, they call them the Kingdom Hall. I remember my mom taking her in the baby carrier. So she was an infant, but I don't remember her as a toddler there. Mm. What's funny is, like, 12 years difference, like, from being 22, you thought she was so much younger Mm because she would have been 10. But then when you think 33 to 21, eh, it's not really that big of a deal. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're both adults. I don't know. No, there was it was a she her upbringing was entirely different from mine and my brother simply because of that. We were raised Jehovah's Witness. She never was. Um then you throw in my parents' divorce and that too, which really made it even way drastically different 
and even just the way she was disciplined. Because um, my parents separated when she was probably five or six, I think. So even then, not having both parents in the home where I did, and it's the same parents, mm-hmm. entirely different. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's always crazy. Different generations so, yeah. all together. Hallie. How is she compared to how you were as like a 21-year-old? Like, You know, it's funny. She and I were just talking to last week. Um, in the end, we're kind of very similar. Because when I was 18, that's when I rebelled entirely. Um, she's been doing that since she was like 16. <laughs> so, <laughs> But she's still at that point. Difference is she has two babies right now that she's taking care of. I only had Gerardo. No, I had him when he was, I was 19. But still, same mindset. And we're both in the exact same place from when I was that age and her being at that age. Mm-hmm. In the end, we're still, we were still exactly the same. Hmm. Are you close with your sister? We're trying to be. Yeah. Yeah. I took for a while, I had to um, help raise her because of my parents' divorce. Mm hmm. So my dad is actually uh, a meth addict. That's part of the reason when uh, my parents had divorced in the first place. So she, um, when my dad would have my sister, I chose to stay living with my dad to help take care of my sister because I knew he probably wouldn't be there. And if he was, was he going to be sober or not? Mm. So I stayed there to take care of her. And then when she was at my mom's house, she'd be over there. But if my mom had my sister for that weekend, I'd go over there, too. Yeah. Just because, you know, my mom was kind of going off on her own thing, too, because she was also 19 or 20 when she had first given birth to me. Mm -hmm. So she didn't have the partying stage, you know, or anything like that until we were all old enough. So I was trying to take care of her, which did damage mine and my sister's relationship a lot because I'm her sister, but I'm trying to take care of her. Mm-hmm. as a parent and we're we're still getting through it we're still healing mm. but it's a lot better now good mm-hmm. that's good so um what what is your dad like have either of them gotten remarried or anything like that no my, well my mom's in a relationship they've oh my gosh they are going on eight years i think now together oh, wow. now that i think about it um but she she's scarred from marriage with everything that happened with my dad my dad is He's lonely, but I don't think he actually wants to commit to anybody, though, either. Wow. But I I know deep down they both still love each other. I know Mm -hmm. if my dad were to clean up entirely, my mom would probably give him a chance again. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Well, because they'd been together since they were teenagers, too. They were 14 and 16, I think. So how do you think your life has changed from being a Jehovah Witness to now being a believer of Christ. Oh, I I have hope now before I didn't because it was like, okay, if I die, that's kind of the end of my soul. And if I'm even picked to go to paradise, because that's always up in the air too, are you actually going to go or are you not? I think that's what it was. I'm like, what's the point of being good? Mm. I could do whatever I want. now, And because my soul is going nowhere, it's done. I'm, I cease to exist. Mm-hmm. Mm. Now it's like, no, I have something to look forward to. I have something to to motivate me and to keep pushing and do better and do better. Mm-hmm. So do you share with, like, Gerardo or even Noah um, your your time and your life 
as a Jehovah Witness. With Gerardo, I will simply because he actually could understand now. Mm-hmm. Noah's not really going to understand that right now. He's he's only, oh my gosh, what, seven? Seven. Yeah, he's, no, he's no, eight. He's, yeah, he's I was eight. like, he's older. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Noah is eight. Turning nine, right? Yeah, he'll be nine in December. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I guess I could start sharing with him then. But I don't watch what I say about my past or anything around them, though, either. So if they hear something, they hear it. If they want to ask him about it, they know they can ask. Right. Has Gerardo ever asked? I mean, we know in here mm-hmm. the story of Gerardo and, and yeah, he knows. that testimony. How did he react to all that? Um, I don't think his brain fully grasped exactly what happened because, like, he's never seen, like, videos where, of thing, of where that happens in life or anything. Mm-hmm. You know, it was very, like, a... PG-13 version of it that, that he knows yeah. of. He doesn't know the actual true darkness of it, but he does know what happened. Mm. Which is, I'm sure at some point in his life, he's going to come to... It's going to click. It's going to click. And not only that, but the amount of love and honor he's going to have for you, not that he doesn't honor you already, but mm. is going to shift because he'll think of how many millions of babies have not gotten a chance yeah. because of the same circumstances. And yet you chose, no matter what happened to you, Mm-hmm. You were going to raise and love your child and not hold that ill will against him as, you know, like as being it's his fault or anything like that. And yeah. I think when he gets that adult brain and he clicks in mm-hmm. his in his head, it's going to be a whole nother world. Not that he's not respectful or anything, because we love Gerardo. He's mm-hmm. super respectful and sweet. But I don't know. Yeah, it's going to be interesting when it does, because like, OK, so for those of you that don't don't know, another part of my testimony is that I was. I was raped by two or three men. I really don't know. I don't remember, thankfully, um, which I really just see as a total blessing from God that I don't remember it happening, but I remember little phases in it, little images. Um, Well, through that, I became pregnant with my firstborn son, Gerardo, who's now 13, and I chose to keep him rather than abort him. And uh, this is actually something I thought was really cool about me being raised Jehovah's Witness was because they're pro-life as well. And always knowing that and being like, that's not the baby's fault, I'm keeping him. Mm. Had that, had I not been raised Jehovah's Witness, I honestly don't know if I would have. Mm. Because everyone around me at the time, except one friend, um, was telling me, it's okay if I want to abort, because I didn't ask for that to happen to me. But I only had one person who told me, no, don't do it. Mm. Keep him. And so I kept him. So how, like, when did you find out that you were pregnant after? I was, or I finally took a pregnancy test. I was four months pregnant. Um, The first three, four months, I was in complete denial of it. I thought, no, I'm just late. It's normal for me to be late. (laughs) Because I had, I'd I'd go up to seven months without. Wow. So I didn't question it. Sorry, guys. (laughs) Yeah, well, I, then I started feeling little flutters in my tummy and stuff, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, this ain't normal. And then one day I'm doing dishes. My mom looks down on me. She's like, Alexis. I'm like, yeah. Are you pregnant? I was like, no. And then that weekend I went and took a test. And I'm like, like oh, maybe? I'm probably showing. I'm thinking it's just a beer gut because this was also my party phase, everybody. So I, I thought it was a beer belly. So, <laughs> so were you... Because I know you said that you remember some things, but then some things, like, you don't. So were you, like, aware, like, immediately after, like, okay, this is something that happened? Or 
um, did it take you a little bit while for like memories to come back? Type oh, of thing? The, the memories were coming back like up until maybe three years ago. Wow. And it's all what I was dreaming. And I know for a fact it was God because it was certain little elements that would come back when I was prepared to handle that. Mm-hmm. Like, um, what, like for me, the biggest one, actually the most recent one too, that memory that came back, not memory, I guess it was more understanding, was that out of all these years, I've already forgiven the ones I have done it. I don't know who it was, but I've, I fully forgave them for what had happened because I, I have a wonderful son. Yeah. Well, the biggest thing I couldn't understand was if I was hanging out with friends at the park in the daytime, how could this have happened to me? Why didn't anybody stop them? No one heard me screaming. What what happened? And in my dream, it was um, it was revealed to me that no, they were they were out of it too. They were also drinking. I know two of them for a fact were on ecstasy, and in my dream the one who should have been protecting me ends up telling me, I'm sorry, I'm drunk. I said it was okay. And then from there, I'm like being surrounded by a group of guys and I woke up. Wow. It was the craziest thing. And I woke up with the understanding of it. And I'm like, okay, I get it now. And I don't have to hold that grudge anymore. And then I forgave them for doing that. And it was, it was freeing. So this was out in the open? It was in the park at daytime. Wow. And I'm, I'm talking between, okay, I, I remember getting to the park around 11. I don't know what time I got home, but I remember there being sunlight. I remember being picked up off the ground by somebody. And I, and I remember other bits that had come back. It was definitely daytime. Wow. And this was, you were 18 when this happened. 18 or 19 probably going on 19 whoops oh hey wow that's crazy so how long from we know you stopped being a part of jehovah witness as around 12 13 right Mm -hmm. and then that happened how long from there did you like really find jesus and like truly start to develop a relationship in christianity um 23 24 somewhere around there after johnny and i were already dating for a while Mm. Um, we moved in together and he told me he was Christian or he was at least raised uh, Pentecostal. So, and I knew by that point I did want something. I needed something to change in my life. So I told him, hey, I want to go to church. And him immediately, he jumps on the internet, starts trying to find a church nearby because he didn't want to take me to the one he was going to because it was all in Spanish. I'm I'm not going to understand nothing. (laughs) So so he found something that would be a good fit for me, and we found a Water of Life Summit, and it was amazing, and that's where I was baptized at. Oh, wow. Yeah. And that's like Fontana area? Yeah. okay. Fontana. You guys were both from out there? No, I actually grew up out in L.A. County um, Mm. in Paramount. He was raised all over Fontana. Mm. They moved around, but it was all over there from what I remember. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. So, and then from being 24, 25, it's just been. It was not constant, actually. Oh. Then, um, So we're there. I'm going through the newborn stages of my walk with God. I'm just there, you know, I'm, I'm basking in the ambiance of it all. You know, everything was perfect. But he and I also weren't married. And I was pregnant with Noah. Noah was born while we were still living there and attending that church. 
But then we moved out here to Hammett because um, for San Jacinto because housing was cheap. The problem we had though was we never found a church to go back to, mm. so we, it stopped right there. We still kind of well, he still he still believed. I was kind of just like on a pause, pretty much, and I went. I don't know. Was it a phase? Phase? I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was bisexual. From, I don't know, early middle school, maybe fourth or fifth grade. And all this time, this is this is all a whole other layer of my testimony going on in the background. But that me me being bisexual for those years and not addressing it, even when I had become baptized, I didn't address it because I'm like, oh well, I'm not doing anything anyway. I'm just with Johnny. I'm straight by default. I'm good to go. So I never addressed it. Well, then that came back. Um, oh my gosh, not that many years ago either. Was it 2019, I think, or 2018? And I was giving into that, and it nearly ripped me and Johnny apart. We were, um, yeah, we almost divorced. It was very ugly. And during that time, we're already attending here at DP, but I was living a lie. But I same thing. I I knew I need to change something. If I were if we divorce, that means I'm saying that being bisexual is okay. I know what the word says, and I'm completely deviating from God. So that would mean me completely turning my back to Him and saying, "No, you don't exist. I'm going to do what I want." Mm. And rather than do that, I put that lifestyle behind and completely came back to God. And here I am. <laughs> wow, it's. My, my life been has been very hectic. Yeah, it's been a, a crazy journey, but it's amazing. And I look back on all the grace that God has had for me after all these years, even down to when I was little. I was four or five, six years old, my babysitter, actually. Um, her daughter was Christian and had all these kids' Christian books all over the house. And I would read them because I love to read. And I would read, you know, like the it would one of them would be the lyrics to Jesus Loves Me. Um there was the old Bible stories, a kid's Bible. And like I, said, I read everything. I was bored. So I would read all that stuff. And at that same time, being Jehovah's Witness, I not once do I remember there being a loving God in, um, in all the time of being a Jehovah's Witness. But when I was 18, I had, and I mentioned this a little bit too on the testimony night, was, okay, I'm linking out real quick. I had a night where I'm feeling just completely alone and miserable in bed. Like I was, I was having a meltdown and no one was answering me, but it was also like two in the morning, but I didn't care. I needed help at that moment. And all I could think was like, okay, you were raised a Jehovah's witness, pray. So I'm praying and I'm getting nothing. It was just complete utter silence that I'm receiving. And then I remember those books that I read as a child that Jesus loves me. And I'm like, if he loves me, if God loves me, where is he right now? Why is there no answer? And that that was the exact moment that completely shifted where like, no, I need something. I didn't know mm -hmm. what. I wouldn't find it until years later. But that's where I knew I needed something then and there. Yeah. And it's funny because I compare that silence to any silence I get now when I'm praying. And it's in to it's totally different. It's a peace instead. Well, no, like like say like I'm I'm struggling with something and I'm praying, but God is quiet. Mm. I know right there in his silence He's waiting for me for what I'm going to do versus the silence back then where I'm praying 
because I'm praying to nothing that mm. God didn't exist. Now if I, I pray and if there's silence, I know it's because he knows I know what I got to do and I just got to do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you still feel his presence now. Oh, yeah. All together, like in that silence, mm-hmm. which is probably scary. Like back then yeah. when you were praying <laughs> and you're, you're hoping to pray to something, but you. Yeah. There's, it's in like calling sense, into an empty like room. Nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. I love that you are such a prayer warrior, especially a prayer warrior for yourself, because with working with kids and stuff, a lot of, they all have a bunch of garbage that's going mm-hmm. on in their lives. We all know that. We all had garbage as kids. But they're constantly like, can you pray for this? Can you pray for that? Can you pray mm-hmm. for this? Can you pray for that? And I'm always like, we're always like, yeah, let's pray, let's pray, let's pray. But I've finally gotten to this point where I'm a little harder on them, and will I'll still pray with them, but I'm like, I'm going to stop you. You know you're going to pray to the same God I'm going to pray to, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you can pray for yourself. Like, pray for your healing. Pray for your deliverance. Pray mm-hmm. for your... And I'll I'll agree in your prayer, but take that battle yourself, you know, and, and let me back you up instead of letting me be the one who charges into battle for you mm-hmm. and you hoping something happens. And it's really <laughs> shifted the mentality in our youth group, you know. And, yeah, we have to be a little bit stern, and be sensitive and discerning to when is the right time to break down and, and pray with them and, and kind of baby them and coddle them. Mm-hmm. But they're at this point now where, or a bunch of them are at this point now where it's like, I need you guys to now step out and be bold at hand yeah. and, and start working your faith and not just believing in Jesus because you come on Sundays and you want to hang out with us because we're fun youth pastors or mm-hmm. whatever. Like, understand this relationship aspect of it. And yeah. so, well, it's important because. No one in your life other than Jesus will be consistent for your entire life. Mm-hmm. Not your parents, not, you know, your best friend. Like, even if you think about your husband or your spouse, you know, like, they're not with you in that first phase of your life. You know, mm-hmm. they may be there with you once you meet them and then until the rest of your life. But no one is 100%. So it's good for them to know altogether. Like, look, people will move in and out of your life. And if you're using me or pastor like a pastor or someone else as your direct connection with god Mm -hmm. like that's dangerous like that person Mm -hmm. is human number one and they can mess up and um then in one sense you're leaving it on them for and some people can get big-headed that way and and think oh everybody comes to me for prayer because i'm such you know yeah and it's like well jesus you have the same you have the same lifeline i do exactly Mm -hmm. and i think that's why jesus says there's no no way to the Father but by me. Mm-hmm. And I think by doing that, by pushing them and saying, like, okay, well, it's your turn. You need to pray. Like, you pray. I'll back you up. You're saying, like, look, the veil has been torn. You now have access. I mean, you've had access, but you have that access. Now walk in it. Now yeah. walk in it. Yeah. yeah. Well, hey, from the Headley family, because we love you and your kids. No more crazy stuff, okay, Alexis? <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think anything that was there, or even anything I, I would have repressed, because I did have repressed stuff, and God has brought back each thing to me when I was ready, or when he felt I was ready to work on it. I don't think there was really anything left. Mm. It's crazy. <laughs> I feel, honestly, you... I mean, not that I know, like, crazy a lot of people who have been, like, been through it, but, like, I feel like... 
you are such an inspiration to so many women, so many people who have gone through that and probably worse. And they've like, they don't come out on the right side of it all. And so the fact that you do hold your ground, you do hang on to your faith and you're like strong and bold about it. Like that says so much about like your character and, and who you are. And so I, Mm. I just want to commend you on that. Cause like, it's amazing. Your stories, it blows me away because I think I hear a new detail every time and I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah, there's there's a lot of layers there. She's an onion. She, I know. She's, when, <laughs> you first, when you first said it, I know it was like, I'm not going to bring up Shrek this early in the no. game. <laughs> That's funny. That's why no, we like you. You're, all, you're like there. us. You know, the movie quotes and all that. Right? It comes out. It's great. So listen, DP City, if you guys have questions for Alexis or you'd like to reach out and just talk to her about what's going on in your life, feel free to call the church or you can email dpcitypod.com or gmail.com. Church office number is 951-658-0717. You'll get straight to Miss Alexis. Yeah, and probably something else I hadn't mentioned yet either. Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) So, um... We're always here Monday through Thursday, and you guys can always reach out via email. Um, we're looking forward to expanding on much more testimonies in, in the church and just hearing from you and what God's doing in your life. Thank you, Alexis, for coming mm-hmm. in and breaking down the walls and opening yourself <laughs> up to a conversation. We really appreciate it. Um, don't forget, we have Swag Sundays on the first Sunday of every month, so get mm-hmm. your DP City gear and come swagged out. Yeah. All right. Peace, folks. Bye.